on today's episode of the McCann Dogs Podcast. And so a lot of them said Scotties are not good for first-time dog owners because they're stubborn and so they're really hard to train. And I'm like, I don't even know what that means. And everything else drew me to them so much. I was like, whatever that means, I'll figure it out. And now, Instructor Shannon. Welcome back to the McCann Dogs Podcast. It is season four, and I am excited about today's episode. We have some guests joining us in the studio today. You can hear one of them. That is young Miss Clover, who <laughs> is saying her hellos. And we're also joined by student Stephanie. And Stephanie, who now I know prefers to go by Steph. Steph is one of our <laughs> online training students, and she is the best friend of Clover, who we introduced first, of course. My name is Instructor Shannon, and of course, the infamous Instructor Swanee. Instructor Swanee is in, in the, the house. studio with us today, <laughs> and you can tell by the start of this that we're already feeling goofy and having a good time. So, um, we wanted to have Steph on to sit down and talk to us about her experience. She joined us with Clover at well, you know what? I'm going to let her tell it. Tell us when you joined us with Clover. Yes, thanks so much for having me. So we joined back in. Oh, Clover's getting loud. Mm -hmm. Back in uh, late May 2022. Okay. Um, so I brought Clover home early May and um, thought sort of I'll just do a local in-person class and I'll just kind of bridge the gap with YouTube videos until that time. And uh, then it occurred to me that sort of Puppy Essentials existed and okay. we needed more help. And so late May uh, was when we joined Puppy Essentials and life skills after that and haven't looked back from there. Perfect. And now you're in our members only program. Yes. Wonderful. So how old was Clover, sorry, when she started Puppy Essentials? So she came up at eight weeks, so she was about 11 weeks. 11 weeks. Yeah. Okay, perfect. And um, at that point when you joined Puppy Essentials, how had you heard about us? I think when I was getting ready to bring Clover home, I had just been Googling for puppy training videos. And of course, the only thing really that comes up is McCann YouTube videos. And so I had a ton of them bookmarked and I had all these plans and uh, they were helpful, but they wasn't enough of a guide for me to sort okay. of know um, sort of where to take it one step at a time. Okay. Um, so that, so through the YouTube is how I found it. Fabulous. And then uh, of course you were pretty hooked right from the get go. Right. I remember your early days in our puppy essentials programs and um, some of the, some of the initial struggles that you had with Clover. So let's talk about those. What are the things that popped to mind when you're thinking about those initial first stages and some of the struggles you had? For sure. The biggest first struggle that comes to mind was crate training. Okay. Um, I, I knew I wanted to use a crate and I had crates and I didn't go into it sort of enough of a plan. I think I thought from watching the YouTube videos, it would be a, a little bit easier that we'd be able to lure her in and be a much more of a party. But she made some big noise in the crate in the early <laughs> days and um, I just wanted her to rest in there. And I, I didn't do, I think, enough early making it a, a fun place. And okay. so, yeah, some big, big time noise out of a very small creature. <laughs> it's amazing and right. loud. Yes. Big yes. noise. Ha have we mentioned what breed Clover is? Uh, no, we have no. not yet. So let's do that. She is a Scottish Terrier. She is. Yeah. And what attracted you to the Scottish Terrier as your first dog, correct? My first dog, first dog is an adult. I grew up with a lovely Border Collie mix who was mm. amazing and smart. Um, so it's actually a funny story if I can tell it. How yeah, of course, yes. So um, I, was, I had bought a house a couple of years ago. I was getting to the point. I was settled with work. I was starting to think about bringing a dog home, but I had no idea about breed. All I knew was that I didn't have the lifestyle to support a border collie that I okay. grew up with. Mm -hmm. So uh, I knew I wanted a hypoallergenic low shedding dog, but beyond that, I hadn't done much research. I really hadn't put a lot of thought into it. I just wasn't there yet. And then in early January of last year, 2022, I was talking, I was on the phone with my sister who was out for a walk 
And just in passing, she said, oh, I just passed a Scotty. They're so cute. And I said, oh, I'm going to Google it. Let's see if they're hypoallergenic. Thinking, mm-hmm. no way, I'm not going to get lucky. And I Google it. And first thing I said, yes, they are. Okay. And so I just, you know, first thing Googled, what are Scottish Terriers like? Just one of those quick, like little blog websites. Right. And I start reading about the breed tendencies and I was hooked immediately. Amazing. And so things just flew from there. So that was January. So, I mean, she came, she was born in March, came home in May. So things happened very fast right. after yes. that. Yes. But yeah, that was how she came to be. It was ah. just my sister out for a walk, casually mentioned it. And yeah, as soon oh as I started gosh. reading about them, it was over. <laughs> oh my goodness. What uh, other breeds had you considered? Honestly, nothing. Like, like I, that, oh, okay, I yeah, had done a it. little bit of Googling right? about hypoallergenic dogs and nothing. I knew I wanted a smaller one, mm-hmm. um, but it, yeah, honestly, nothing. Like it just... Yeah, that just, was it. Yeah. It was just, and I could suddenly could picture this little creature in my house, like before she came home. I could, and I, yeah, everything just clicked. Oh my <laughs> goodness. So did you get to meet her before you brought her home? Like what was the experience like when you were watching her litter or anything like that? Yeah, I didn't get to meet her because of how far the breeder was for me, but um, the breeder sent lots of pictures, videos. I was in, in touch with the breeder a lot. She was wonderful. I was also able to connect with some um other people who had brought puppies home from previous litters from this breeder and just had great things to say so Mm -hmm. it was great Uh, in fact a couple people who had multiple dogs from her from different litters so it was all very um, good reviews and uh, yeah so just we got updates along the way and then did a big road trip to pick her up at eight weeks amazing so how long was the road trip so total from Chatham, probably about eight hours. Okay. Yeah. All righty. Yeah. So that's a good trek for right. a young yes. puppy. Good trek. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I've done a couple of those treks myself and they can be a little bit stressful. How did she do? She did that. We broke it up in the middle and stayed, okay. stayed in the GTA. Okay. Um, but yeah, she did good. She just hung out on my, my, my sister's laps for the drive and yeah, she was pretty, pretty calm. We Aww. didn't, didn't, didn't try the crate on the car trip, but gotcha. she, she yeah. hung out nicely. She yeah. slept most of it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And, and you know, life's changing. And all of a sudden, these strange people are taking right, me away yes. from everything I know. So I'll yeah. tread lightly. But oh my goodness! So what were what were your experiences in the first like week or so with her? What do what do you remember from that? Um, yeah, so I remember a lot of noise in the crate. Okay, um, but uh, overall, I think it was it was po- it was all it's all been positive. Okay, but yeah, the crate was the big thing. So for the first couple of weeks, I actually had her sleeping in one of those pop up um, sort of X pens just okay. because it was more similar to what she'd been with the breeder. It was mm-hmm. an open top, and she slept was sleeping well in that and I just needed her to rest at a certain right. point and then we sort of practiced with the with the crate without having her actually sleep in it for a couple of weeks um until one morning about a couple, two or three weeks after I, I'd gotten her and and I woke up to her in the middle of the night and she I had left some toy in her pen and she was laying on her back bopping it with her paws <laughs> and I said that's it we are moving to the and the next night I put her in the crate to sleep and she was fine oh, oh good so that was yeah. the end of yeah I saw her playing at 3 a.m right oh, yeah yeah <laughs> 3 a.m is not a good time right. for Playing. No, no. us no. humans don't like that. Oh, no. so settled in so nicely. Yeah, look at her. Yes. So, so that was a big part of the first couple of weeks. And and what I do remember was whenever I could get her to, when she was quiet and resting in a crate or the pen, if I would to, if I was going to walk by, it would wake her up and she would start howling again. So I would make a point of okay, well, if she's resting, I need to stay away. But my house isn't that big, so I couldn't really get anything done. Like, I couldn't get laundry done. And, you know, there was some pee accidents happening, and mm-hmm. I couldn't do it. And so, like, I couldn't, even though she was in contained, I couldn't sort of do anything. So it was a very tough first couple of weeks, and I'm on my own, so I don't couldn't have somebody else supervising her while I was doing right. things. So it, I think doing it on your own is a whole other type of challenge. Yes. It is. That you don't appreciate. So mm-hmm. it was a, first couple of weeks was tough. Once we got to puppy essentials, things I think 
when I think back, it was, you know, it was so much, but it was, it's all sort of so short. Yes. Right? And even the getting off the middle of the night was only a couple of weeks. And yeah, then she right. So it's yep. amazing while you're in it, you think, is this my life now? But Absolutely. It, things change so right. Yes. It is amazing that, that the stress of those first few days, and yeah. then you just sort of forget because you fall into this new rhythm and yeah. even the stressful points aren't that stressful anymore, but yeah, that's awesome. And she is how old now? She's almost 16 months, but 15 and a half months now. Perfect. And you just had a very nice accomplishment that we're all very, very proud of (laughs) you for. So tell us about that. So we, Clover has just uh, earned her novice nose work title. So in our monthly members only group, we started um, on scent work. We started back, I think, lightly in December of last mm-hmm. year. So it hasn't been all that long. No, it hasn't. But we got hooked right away and Clover just loved it and I loved it. And um, so we've started doing trials down in near where we live. And uh, we did our first one the May long weekend and she uh, almost got her title and had d- accomplished seven out of the eight searches needed and during the final vehicle search she needed she peed so we didn't accomplish it the first trial so we did another trial last weekend and uh yeah we got the last vehicle search done and we got our novice nose work title so it was very exciting amazing amazing and i'm not sure that you actually realize how impressive it is to have your first dog that you've really trained as an adult and such a young dog get out there and earn their first title. So good for you. Mm-hmm. One Thank day when you. you look back on this, you'll be like, holy cow, I was really <laughs> right? good. Yeah. I did a really good job because <laughs> you know, it, it really is an impressive feat at this Thank point. You. So congratulations again. Yes. We're all Thank so excited. You. So um, I want to dive into your experience in uh, life skills a little bit more. And I want to dive into your experience in members only a little bit more. So um, first off, uh, after Puppy Essentials comes Life Skills. And tell us about your experience with that. Yeah, Life Skills was great. I mean, there was no doubt we were going to continue on. Puppy Essentials had gone so well. And um, yeah, so I, I mean, I almost don't The addiction factor that. was kicking yeah, in. Yeah, <laughs> and just, uh, yeah, and the, the having the, the guide, like the weeks is so, so helpful of knowing sort of not just sort of throw into working on recall, but really the one step at a time was so helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially with a terrier who likes to chase small creatures, yeah. it, it was so helpful. Right. Recall in particular, knowing the steps to work and the distractions and upping the levels. And yeah, it was just, yeah, just wonderful of, for those big, you know, the recall that, that come in the, the, the big stuff. Yeah, it was for sure. And the imagine. general listening and foundation. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about the terrier that loves to chase everything, because that is definitely something that a lot of our, our audience that love to have the terriers as their best companions are dealing with that exact same thing. So first off, were you surprised by that? It's hard to say. I, I only had really my dog growing up to compare her to. So I don't know that I was surprised because I sort of assume sort of I think all dogs like to chase things so I don't know that I was surprised more but I think maybe now when I speak to others and I see other dogs that her yeah her drive to chase things is 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 it gets very fixated compared yeah. to maybe some other dogs the intensity yeah the intensity well even when she came in the studio here today and there was a fluff on the floor which yes. you know it's pretty clean in here, but not uh, entirely. <laughs> there was a fluff on the floor and she thought it was some sort of critter and got excited yes. and the yes. tail got poofy and, you know. She does that with with like gravel with rocks too. If she sees one that's like a mouse shape, oh. she's, <laughs> she's, on she's on it. I'm going to get you. Oh, you're just a rock, darn. I bet there is an actual deflated disappointment when, right. yes. when, when it they turns realize, out to be yeah. a rock. Yeah. Like, oh. I know I would feel the disappointment. I know. Turn. Well, I see that disappointment in your eyes when you think there's a box of donuts. <gasps> 
Uh, Where's a box of donuts? An empty box. <laughs> Who has a box of donuts? No, Who uh, left an empty we, box of donuts? No, That's or just we cruel. open it up and there's muffins in it. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing so disappointing as a box of muffins. You know, it would be even more disappointing is if you opened the box and it was broccoli instead of donuts Brooks, who would do that i know that's like the epitome of cruelty oh. <laughs> muffins sound pretty good compared to that <laughs> i know <laughs> not I healthy like, ones <laughs> <laughs> huh. well now it's getting worse hmm. <laughs> well i'll take the donuts over the broccoli i'll take the muffins over the broccoli yes me too me too <laughs> okay. actually a broccoli muffin oh well Lots of people do make sweets with vegetables right, to try yes. to disguise. Them. I don't so like those people. I don't like them. <laughs> We're not friends. Very distrustful of them. Swanee lives on candy and dreams. That's what Swanee is fueled by. All right, let's get back to Clover. What's Clover fueled by? Passion for stinky Boil, stuff. Boiled chicken. Oh, there boiled we go. Chicken. Hmm. That's the favorite treat, boiled chicken. It's, uh, yeah, I'd say it's right up there. So actually that reminds me that she was pretty picky as a puppy, that you she had some struggles was. getting her motivated for her kibble. So I just had a flashback yes. of working on like some motivational games with the kibble to get her turned on. And I had forgotten completely about That's that. Do you remember right. that? I do. I, I still think about it when I, like her passion now for kibble. And I, <laughs> I yeah, she, like she was super, always treat motivated, not surprising. And she would work to some extent for simple stuff for her kibble, but she did not like eating kibble out of her bowl. Oh my and goodness, I remember that. So we had some battles of put her in the crate with it for 10 minutes and and leave her and see what happens. And there was, sometimes she'd touch it, sometimes she would just sit there and look at me so upset. <laughs> and when I would take her out and I'd try and hand feed it to her, she'd take it. She didn't yeah. dislike it, but mm-hmm. so we had to do some troubleshooting of right. making the bowl fun and making, you know, and at some point it flipped and her passion for mealtime now is <laughs> uncharted. She doesn't I've get, seen she videos. Gets, she gets almost nothing in her bowl because we train with so much of it during the day. Yeah. But yeah, it's a beeline to the crate for the bowl now. You do. You're like a training machine. <laughs> we have um, we have a weekly post that we run in our members only section <laughs> that uh, allows for support for the members only stuff. And it runs from Tuesday to Thursday. And we are constantly giving Stephanie little challenges. <laughs> and she comes back, you know, five minutes later. Here you go. <laughs> Oh, here's a video of this challenge Clover and I just completed. So talk about an addiction factor. Like Big y- time. you're you're just amazing. We love the participation <laughs> that you give us in that group. Thank so you. what has been your favorite thing to work on so far out of the members only stuff? Probably the scent work. Okay. Um, but I but everything at Clover is so fun because she's I think now has learned how to learn and she's always so excited when I say let, I grab the kibble I say let's do something and yeah. she knows and she's so excited to do the like more paw awareness or the the perch work she just like she's so much fun to work with because she's having so much fun even when she's even when she struggles she you know is now knows how to work through things so it's so much fun to see her learn and have fun with it amazing and here's a question for you from that did all of that surprise you did you have any idea there was so much stuff that you could do with your dog no idea and I <laughs> always remember the the first time I came to do an in-person lesson with you when Clover was just five I think about five months old last summer and you said so what do you want to do with her and I thought well I know people you know have the formal dog shows with Scotties and that's all I knew people did with them and I thought well I'm not really interested in that. So I don't know, like go for walks with her. Like, yeah. <laughs> I have no idea what the world of dog sports. And now I, we do, we're doing agility classes as well, which she loves. And so, yeah, like, yeah, the, it's like the world's our oyster now. Yes. Wow. Yeah. It can so definitely become a hobby. Oh, you know, it's, huge. You know, it's oh, yeah. like people who go out and golf every week. Yeah. You know, we go out and dog train yeah. every day. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And then exactly. compete on the weekends. And yeah. yes. Yeah. 
Absolutely. That is definitely my life now. Oh my goodness. I, yeah. And this is how it begins, right? Like all of us have had, well, except for Swanee. She was sort of born, born into a dog training family. I was so born with a dog in my mouth. <laughs> what? You know when people say you're born with a silver spoon? I definitely didn't have a silver spoon, but I was born with dogs in my mouth. What kind of dogs were in your mouth? That's just bizarre. I guess I'm going to go with the safe hot dogs. <laughs> well, there you go. There you go. That'll work. And at least if you ended up chewing and you know, right, swallowing, yes, it's yes. not necessarily as yes. dramatic. Right. I grew up in a dog show family. Yes. My dad's yeah. an obedience judge okay. and we're, they were very involved. And so I grew up as a little girl being, you know, hauled off by the hair to dog shows. <laughs> right from you, the start. You were the yes. pooper scooper. That was actually, your job, I right? No, actually, I don't remember a pooping scoop. <gasps> Scooping poop. What? <laughs> I don't remember you doing your life. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I thought that's what all dog show family. I don't kids think were. my parents' dogs ever went oh. to the bathroom. Oh, that's why. I think that's, that's a new. Why. It's yeah. a new thing with dogs. Yeah, yeah. New thing. the yeah. opportunity yeah. Yes. didn't come up. No. <laughs> oh my gosh. So um, on that uh, that line of thinking too, how surprised are you in the ability to communicate with her as well as you do now? Yeah, it's, it's um, incredible. I, I think I, I said it to Inspector Robbie, I think in an email after our, our first nose work trial, um, that she was really uh, sort of on task and focused that that weekend. And the teamwork that I, I felt that weekend, I'd never felt anything like it, like just that she knew her job, she knew to alert to me, like we were really working in tandem. Yeah. It's yeah, it's amazing. And, and even I mean, at home doing other types of training. Yeah, like, yeah, the communication is unbelievable. Like yeah. the way she can look at me and, and sort of I know what she's thinking or I know what she wants. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Well, and we were just talking about that, I think yesterday or the day before in the members only post was talking about her ability to think critically about things at this point and to decide what's going to earn her value and how to go about getting your attention, getting engagement from you, et cetera. And all the learning systems that she has in place now to be able to bring that forward to you and to be able to say to you, like in, you know, obviously dog speak, hey, mom, let's engage or hey, mom, I want a, you know, cookie. Mm. I'm going to go in my crate and see if you'll give me a cookie. Like the thinking beings that we create when we train our dogs, it's really hard to explain what it's like to live with a creature that doesn't communicate in the same way as you do and doesn't speak the same language, but you still have this ability to communicate with them. It's so hard to put it into words until you've actually experienced it. Yeah. It's quite an amazing thing. Yeah. So I, uh, I really love the journey that you've had with Clover. So what are some of your sort of favorite parts of the training journey as it's come along to this point? Is there anything that really stands out in terms of things that you have sort of have had to struggle through and overcome with her? Is there anything that you're like super proud of? I'm pretty proud of um, her lo- her loose leash walking because we okay. go for so t- neighborhood walks. Typically, we go on you know bigger maybe walks on the weekend, but. Um, you know, it's not pleasant feeling a dog pulling at the end of your leash. And I don't ask yeah. for a formal heel or full walks, but, and I don't even remember, like we didn't do walks at the very beginning because we were, you know, just learning to walk on a leash, but I, I don't even really remember when that gap got bridged, but she's, she, you know, there's corrections needed for sure, but she's pretty reliable in terms of going for nice loose leash yeah. walks. Mm-hmm. So I'm, 
super thrilled with that because it makes our walk so pleasant and we yes. can go out and I even you know new environments when it's more of a struggle I can get our attention back we can kind of reset so it's so nice to know I can we can go out and yeah. do that and enjoy mm-hmm. going for walks together and not have it be a pulling fest well <laughs> and at this point my brain is thinking about all of the things that you've worked through to get there because you know, there there are some dogs that we get in our lives that we call we would call them something like a gimme dog. You know, I've had I've had one dog that I would call a gimme dog. My Tyler was just he was mine from day one. He wanted to do anything that I wanted to do. He was just always in tune. So he was fairly. Uh, <laughs> she's uh, complaining that's, over that's yes. her resignation <laughs> right. sigh actually. So yeah. that's a good that's, that's a good, good, good thing. thing. Yeah. Good thing. <laughs> so he was a fairly easy dog in terms of, you know, I didn't have to struggle to keep his attention in the environment. I would say that Clover is not a gimme dog. I would say that you have worked hard and Mm -hmm. we've, um, we've trained through with you. We've talked a lot about reactivity with her because she's a terrier and she gets excited by things. So (laughs) tell us about the reactivity experience that you've had with her. Yeah. So, um, it, at the very beginning when she was, you know, quite a bit younger, we you know, could pass by dogs without a sort of a large issue. And, and we subscribed from the beginning to the McCann method of we, we have never done on leash greeting. So that Good. didn't feed into what developed, but at a certain point, as she's very, very social and Scotty's from what I get, gathered were much more aloof, but she's super social. Um, and so I think it, you know, built into, I think, of wanting to greet other dogs. And when I, you know, didn't allow it, there was a leash frustration. And so it turned into some barking and up on her little hind legs. And <laughs> um, yeah, so so we had to work through that. So we took a lot of steps back and would just go to sort of the big big parks around us mm-hmm. and um, have our attention on me while staying super far from other dogs. And it took some, you know, hard working through, but we've, and she's by no means perfect, but um, yeah, we've made a lot of progress on it. We were out for a walk this morning in a new neighborhood near my parents and we passed a couple dogs on the other side of the road and she healed right with Beautiful. me. And Excellent. Yes. We still, you know, out of nowhere can have a, a bad, I don't know if it's a dog specific thing, but so when, whenever that happens, I'm still like, I, she gets showered with praise and it's so nice when she just walks neutrally past with me every, Beautiful. every time's a big, big party. Yes. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And it's all the work that you've put in. So, mm-hmm. um, it, just thinking about the, the statement you made about bridging that gap and when that gap was bridged, I think it's there, there are these tiny little lines in the sand that we yeah. move so incrementally that we never, we don't necessarily see the big difference but it's it's work and you've done great work and you've stuck with it and you have consistently asked for advice and help when something has come up that you're like "Mm, I'm not really sure what to do with this and that makes all the difference you know there's a lot of um for lack of a better word I'm going to say ego in in dogs that sometimes will prevent some of our students from actually bringing the problem forward to us and letting us help them with the solutions. So um, having students that are open to saying, okay, I'm not making excuses for my dog here. I want a solution is such a great thing. And that's definitely the way that we get to results. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so. so so many students too aren't willing to do the steps. Yeah. They, they want quick fixes. Yeah. They don't realize that work is involved in this. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Definitely. What do you do for a living? This is not your professional gig, that's it, for sure. It's not, although very, very tempting to go this I way. <laughs> but I, I'm a lawyer for work okay. in, my, in my other life. <laughs> I keep saying, if you moved closer, like you would definitely be joining our apprenticeship <laughs> program. There's, yes. there's no doubt in my mind you're the ad- 
addicted personality that we look for. You've got this giant smile on your face sitting here, which is such a big part of what we do. You know, we want our instructors to be warm and inviting and empathetic to students. We, uh, we look for people who have, you know, this smile on their face (laughs) all the time who are going to be able to stick with it when it gets a little bit tough and really help the students and help their own dogs, et cetera, et cetera. Yes. And it's good too. When, when you struggle, you learn. So when we see our students struggling, it's like, we've been there too. We, we understand we, we, that yeah, like our dogs so, aren't magical. They're yeah. the same as everyone else's. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And the, the dogs like Tyler, the gimme dogs, they don't teach you anything. Yeah. They make yep. you look good. <laughs> right. But only until you get your next dog that's not a gimme dog. Right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and guess what? Yeah. Every dog, yeah, teaches you a lesson and makes you a better yeah. trainer. Absolutely. Absolutely. Scent work is a great way to bond with your dog, as well as tap into their hunter instinct. Scent work is the foundation for jobs like drug detection dogs and bomb sniffing dogs, and also service dogs who help people with various forms of cancer, allergies, diabetes, and epilepsy. Happy training! In terms of scent work, what is your plan? And as far as continuing, do you want to go all the way as far as you possibly yeah. can? We're gonna keep we're gonna keep trialing. We've got our next <laughs> one booked in in, uh, in July in a couple of weeks. Uh, that's nearby us, and yeah, we'll just keep pressing on. We're lucky we've got some trials that run relatively close right. to where we live. Mm-hmm. So we're not traveling too far, and yeah, I think we'll just we'll see where it, see where we go. Awesome. Did, you, did you find your competitors welcoming and oh, like, such a lovely group? Yeah, yes. I mean, a few people who've seen at both trials, but I've, yeah, I've met such nice nice people. people. Yeah, yes. that's such a nice. Yeah, group. that's what I find about the dog world yeah. is yeah, people are lovely, yes. so welcoming, and I find the UKC organization especially really tries hard to create that very mm. welcoming environment. Yeah. So it's a good organization to get started in for yeah. sure. Um, we talked about you. You said that you had. Uh, um, a border collie cross growing up. Yes. Did you do any training with that dog? I didn't. So we got her when I was only, I think, seven years old. Oh, okay. She so was quite young. Very young. She was from a, a farm near our cottage. So we actually, our cottage is about five hours from us near Ottawa. And so we got up there sort of middle of the night. We wake up the next morning and our neighbor said, oh, the dog at the farm had puppies. And me and my sister, who were, you know, under both under 10, had been wanting a dog. But again, there was no real no planning it happened. Okay. And we go to the farm. We see them. They were only four weeks old. But the mom, I think, had stopped sort of had stopped nursing and uh next thing you know we have a puppy no we have no equipment we have nothing there's been no plan of getting a dog and suddenly we have a four-week-old oh, puppy in our four, weeks too. Yeah. four weeks too yeah. four weeks four weeks puppy. very yeah. tiny yeah. um so no my my parents did a like a basic puppy training class with her and, and that was it and so that had been my plan for clover that's all i knew was well i guess we'll do a class and yeah go from there and that's and so i never even ended up doing in-person classes with with finding you know mccann's online um so no so and since I was so young, my most memories of her are, you know, once I was a teenager and of her being much older and calmer. So that's gotcha. sort of what I remember. Um, but she was lovely, but yeah, and had limited training, but was a lovely family dog. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So, and then Clover was your first dog that you really did uh, some in-depth training with. So yes. I'm guessing that then shaping, capturing, luring, like having different training methods was probably pretty surprising. Totally brand, like none of, yeah, <laughs> didn't even know the world existed. Yeah. That, gotcha. that's so much fun to work on, on all that stuff with her, yeah. Be- like shaping in particular. I love seeing the thinking that, that is mm-hmm. forced out of them when they, yeah. 
offer something and they assume that was it. Oh, that wasn't it. And then the look of thinking that crosses Clover's face is so much fun to see. Yeah, and she definitely is a thinking dog and a very thoughtful dog. I love that about her. I love watching her work through shaping challenges yeah. because you can really see. You can <laughs> you can see all the thinking parts of her body, the ears and the tail up. Yeah. Her thinking tail, <laughs> her thinking squawks. <laughs> she makes the thinking yes. squawks. And she freezes when she thinks she, when she's thinking everything just freezes. Where do I go from here? Yeah. I got to think about that. I got to make the right choice. There's a lot on the line here. There's a cookie on the line. So in a nutshell, tell us about shaping. What is shaping? So shaping is uh, having a behavior in mind that Mm -hmm. you want the dog to accomplish and not luring them. So not trying to get them to do it by following food, not pointing them, not having them follow you to do it. Um, but what we learned quickly was you can't expect them to do the whole behavior all at once. So for example, what we did the other day was circling around a footstool. Well, you can't actually expect them to just know to do it right away. So if they even take a look towards the footstool, reward that. If they take a step towards it, reward that. So you build these little steps until you get them to accomplish the behavior you're looking for. Perfect. What would you say is your favorite thing that you've shaped her to do so far? Uh, I, I liked when I was able to shape her to do a figure eight around a chair. Okay. Um, which she, stro- there's some noises. Out <laughs> so I thought that, that was, she's a groaner. Yes. <laughs> so I like that. I, and I, then I don't know that I've actually posted this, but took that to have uh, shape her to figure eight around my legs. Okay. Um, which I did a bit of a combination with luring because we've got some other tricks where she goes between my legs and she was very fixated on, on offering that. So we had to do some combination work. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, I liked, I liked both of those. Yeah, like Perfect. the figure eight. Perfect. Okay, so you've got experience now with, with all three of those methods. We talked about luring, shaping, capturing. Um, with her different tricks, all she's got all sorts of different tricks, which are great, but you have a trick that I really like. It, you call it shuffle. Yes. And tell us about that. What is that? So the shuffle developed, Clover sort of created this herself. So we've got a pretty, Clover has a pretty strong backup when she's standing and I can say backup and she'll, she'll ba- walk backwards. Um, but one day I was having lunch and while I have lunch, she is on her little bed and to practice bed stay. And she had scooched herself sort of forward towards me and her back feet were still kind of on her bed, but she was, she was really, really pressing it. Um, so I just said back up and she stayed, she was still lying down. So she stayed lying down and just basically scooched herself back. And so like shuffled backwards. And I was like, oh, that was an amazing move. I <laughs> harness that. Yeah. And so um, I don't know the first steps I took after that, but I think what we did, what I then did was just head her into a down and, and said back up. And I kept myself really low to the ground. And a couple of times, you know, she popped up and tried to walk backwards and I didn't reward it. And she looked at me like, oh, what are you, what are you looking for? And so we, we just worked through that. And uh, then at some point she kept herself in the down and moved, a, you know, couple little scooches back and I jackpotted it nice and it it all sort of clicked very quickly after that and yeah she loves so it's a yeah it's a good little army crawl backwards (laughs) I love it it is so cute and you have her do it on your back as well yeah so we I think a little massage oh yeah yeah I haven't seen that (laughs) so early on we did some uh shaping of clover getting up onto boxes and into boxes and Mm -hmm. shortly after that I was able to shape her when I laid on my stomach to jump onto my back and so I, yeah, got her on. So she, when I lay on my stomach now, she basically automatically gets on my back. And mm-hmm. so I, it took a few tries, but said shuffle while she was on my back and <laughs> felt a little scooch backward. Yes, that's fun. She got it. She's so smart. Does that, like, did that continue to surprise you? It does. So when I was reading about Scottish Terrier traits, a big thing that always came up with it was intelligence. The other big ones were, were um, 
loyalty and independence. And those were some of the things that really drew uh, Scottish me to Scottish Terriers was I didn't, I wasn't super interested in a little necessarily like a lap dog. I want, I love this idea of this companion that was really smart and independent. And that, those kind of reminded me of my dog growing up. Gotcha. Um, but yes, intelligence was always something listed. In fact, it was called like a, a dignified intelligence of the Scottish Terrier. <laughs> okay. And the other big word that's on every website about Scotties is stubborn, which okay. I know is a big oh. word. And I didn't even, and so a lot of them said, Scotties are not good for first time dog owners because they're stubborn. And so they're really hard to train. And I'm like, I don't even know what that means. And everything yeah. else drew me to them so much. I was like, whatever that means, I'll figure it out once I've got her. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so yeah, her intelligence though, it, there's no doubt it, those websites are right. That she is smart. Awesome. I feel like, um, I feel like stubborn sort of goes hand in hand with dogs that are bred to have some tenacity. And so those dogs that are bred to have tenacity don't necessarily respond well to really harsh methods. And then, you know, they're bred to go down into holes and take on hissing rats and vermin head on. They better have some tenacity. Mm -hmm. So then when people come at them with harsh methods, they go, oh yeah, bring it on. And then the people say, oh, they're stubborn because they won't just fall down in front of me and do everything I want based on my correction. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's probably a great trait <laughs> for any creature that wants to survive. So right. I would say that uh, stubborn dogs are brilliant with the right training methods mm-hmm. and you can completely remove that word stubborn and hopefully you'll get some more Scotties yeah. and spread that yeah. message I think, throughout. The- I think the word stubborn <laughs> goes back to our old fashioned training yes. methods from tra- training yeah. methods we used 40 years ago. Um, when we didn't know as much as we know now. So I think we we look at a dog that isn't complying with us and say, well, they're stubborn. Like I've done all the training. Why aren't they listening? But it's, it's just a whole different approach now makes our dog training very different. And I think we've learned that dogs aren't stubborn. Brilliant. I could not agree more. Would you ever describe her as stubborn? No. And in fact, um, I, you know, I went into it with all these websites saying Scotties are, are hard to train because they're so smart and stubborn. And so I, I went into it knowing, okay, I've got to train this dog young. So I certainly went into it with that mindset, but she picked up things so fast as a puppy. And I was like, I don't, I think this is, these are all wrong. Like she's yeah. so mm-hmm. smart. It's making her super easy to train. Like, I don't know what these sites are saying, but so that was, uh, and then we've never looked back from there. Like she, she does pick, I think, think pick things up quickly or yeah. so, yeah. So no, I, I well, don't see the stubbornness at all. I see the smart. Yeah. And she's brilliant. And especially now, because now she has all these learning systems in place. She understands how to interpret you. She understands how to offer small behavior. She understands how to acknowledge when she's got the behavior that you're looking for, because you've done such a great job teaching her. So she's going to get better and better at learning as life goes on because of those learning systems in place. So that's incredible. Definitely not a stubborn girl. No, she's awesome. She's awesome. So um, do you have any other, so you you were saying that you're doing some agility as well. So do you think that you'll pursue that vein with her? I think so. She really likes it. Mm -hmm. I, I, and I know we're nowhere close to trialing for sure. And that wasn't necessarily even my, my dream with that. The classes are just so much fun. They it's such a, fun, a team yeah. building thing. It, yeah, she has a great time at it. So, but yeah, maybe we'll trial in that. I'd love to try barn hunt with her. I think oh, she would probably she'd be love a natural. It. Yes, yes. We almost, um, we almost did a, an intro um, workshop, but it was at the same location as where our first uh, scent work trial was. And I didn't. It, w- it would have been like the weekend right before. I didn't want to risk oh, confusing yes. her. Gotcha. <laughs> so, Good idea. Yes. But I think. I, but I'm no. I feel like the the my eyes have been open now, and so I'm just always looking for other things we can try Amazing. together. Yeah. Yes. And is there anything else top of mind that you're like, oh, maybe I'll try some of that? We did a. Uh, we've done a couple of rally classes. 
classes. We've done a couple of sessions, but it, um, we had to take a break because we were like classes three nights a week and I, (laughs) a little bit much. Um, so I'd love, but I'd love to get back to that. She, you know, it can be a challenge with her. Her nose is so close to the ground that she can drop real quick and and start sniffing and Mm -hmm. and lose focus. But uh, yeah, she was having, that was fun too. And we've got such good skills from McCann's that I'd love to develop those into more formal rally. But otherwise I'm not sure. How about parkour? Our our McCann's were running our parkour program and I think she would be a natural. That would be a lot of fun. She would have a blast. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yeah. You want to go on under and through? <laughs> Who doesn't? She's like, leave me alone. I'm not. You guys have been ignoring me. You put me, me in here now. I'm yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Does she like to swim with her little body? I'd like to see her little legs oh, swimming. That's a good question. So, um, a lot of the information out there is Scotties are not good swimmers because of their like their heavy body and they just you know would struggle. So, um, but I'd love. I really want to see her swim. And we I, we have a cottage near Ottawa, and with a, it's a perfect. And I listened to your your podcast about oh, getting dogs oh, right. to water. Yes, yes. So we had her there last summer. She was so young, only about you know five six months. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a great sandy beach, gradual drop. It's the perfect, perfect. spot to try. And so we did. You know, we're doing all the things of you know playing in the shore and that kind of stuff. And um, she was very, very timid and she would go in a, you know, a little bit to, you know, get a ball or get a stick, um, but not no inclination to charge in and right. try and swim. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping this summer she'll be braver. I've seen her be a bit braver, even at like at Lake Ontario this morning, she was a little bit braver. So I know I want to see that body swim. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I bet she'll start swimming. I, soon. So. Yeah. I bet she will. I've got a life jacket for her. So, yeah. um, which she's she's headed on so we can try that but yeah i'd love to see those little legs go yeah I, one of my way to start one it. of my corgis uh gavin he was a cardigan welsh corgi so they're a little bit more hefty than the pembrokes and he adored swimming so he'd be <laughs> swimming and then all of a sudden you'd see his plump little body just do a complete turnaround in the water <laughs> like he's in a little kayak and then he just comes up and keeps swimming again so and it happened a lot so i don't think i think he just went with it i think he'd feel himself tipping <laughs> just swim. <laughs> Like this perfect little, please tell me you have that on video somewhere. I wish. Well, this was back in, this was back before they invented cameras, actually. (laughs) Back before the VHS tape, before the Betamax. Right. Yeah, this would have been back in, like I would have been in my, in my twenties. So yeah, even though it was only last year. Yes. Ancient times. That's an amazing image though. Right. It was, it was adorable. And my other Corgi swam, but she didn't do that, but she was a bit lighter bodied. So. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That is hilarious. I would love to see that. That is so funny. It was fun. Oh. Yes. Clover, hopefully you don't if, do any alligator rolls. If yeah. she does, I will film it. I Good. Wish. Excellent. Perfect. Yes. Yes. Perfect. Oh my goodness. So any plans for uh, another little Scotty puppy anytime soon? Is it started to enter your thought process at all? Not, no, I think I'm still recovering from the puppy days <laughs> and I, I'm sure she would like, she's so social. I'm sure she'd be thrilled, but no, like, I feel like we have such a nice relationship, the two of us, I can't even imagine bringing another one in right now. And yeah, we're just, I maybe just from growing up with the one dog, I sort of feel almost like a one dog person that gotcha. could change, yeah. but mm-hmm. yeah, no, it's, we have a nice kind of rhythm and everything going right now. Yeah. So, and there's so much for you and her to do. Yeah. Yes. There's, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's true. Oh, the list is endless. Uh, When you have a dog that knows how to learn, the list of things you can continue to teach them and continue to participate in is absolutely endless. So that's great. Um, Looking back from your vantage point now, is there anything that you wish you had known earlier in in the uh, relationship with Clover? The, probably the big thing is, is crate training and having gone in with more of a plan for that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, that'd probably be the big thing. Otherwise, once we got that under control, I think things, things smoothed out. 
Um, how was she with nipping? Was she a nippy puppy? Or? That's a, yeah, she she was um, for sure. You know the Zoomy video I posted. Um, yes. So she would do. She would always do that. But when she would run past people, typically me, she would do a little nip at my ankles with okay. her little with her little <laughs> snarl. Um, so yeah, she she was nippy for sure. Not not awful, but yeah, she had some tendencies there. Mm-hmm. And those teeth are sharp. Yeah, were sharp. Those little needles. Yes. Um, but again, once we got into puppy essentials and started knowing the correction methods it, it yeah it tapered off pretty quickly but okay. yes before that it, it without knowing how to stop it mm-hmm. yeah there was there was some nipping for yeah, sure yeah <laughs> nipping can always be such a challenge and it really is it's such a normal puppy behavior i always want to impress upon students that it is a completely normal experience to have a puppy that is going to use their teeth it's always part of the play and it's always part of the engagement and the interaction and if you take that piece away by giving them good information that it's not acceptable in a human world they're usually more than happy to say okay I give no problem I won't use my teeth then and they learn to be very respectful and they can learn to be very careful with those teeth but uh, often it just it gets let to go on and on or we have you know all these hopes that it'll just be grown out of and realistically that's not realistic (laughs) I definitely was in that camp of oh it's teething like I but I didn't know what I didn't know so I was definitely in that camp early but then once you you know once you learn you okay we gotta we gotta shut this down yeah Yeah. absolutely um so anything else that you're thinking in terms of things you'd like to do with her I almost don't know what I don't know still about that Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. um yeah I'd like to get her I'd I'd love to do more just like bigger hikes bigger like camping trips that kind of thing with her and I don't I don't think her legs can handle the huge hikes but she she loves exploring and forests and the walks we've been on so just that kind of stuff be able to now that she's a little bit older and She's a little bit more mobile. She can hang out in crates, as we see here, different places. So, yeah, just being able to do more with her, I think, and not feel so bound to home and like our routine and like right. knowing that she's capable of of handling a lot more I think yeah well yeah. and she's so mobile right now you've just come in here to a new space yeah. put her in the crate and she had a couple of little whimpers but then she settled right in mm-hmm. and she's been good as gold so um Swanee what would you say about the short-legged comment there her her being able to handle hikes necessarily I think she'd be able to handle hikes I I had corgis and they're yeah. a short-legged little dog and they could hike and hike and hike okay. and hike and hike. So, and I also have a Chinese crested powder puff presently. Now he's getting older. Uh, that's a toy breed. And he could easily hike with me all day. Even uh, last year when he was, last summer when he was 13, we uh, we hiked uh, a good three hours straight along the Fungi Trail, him and I, oh, and he nice. never had to be picked up once. Yeah, and he was amazing. 13 and he's a tiny toy breed. So I would say that I think she'll surprise you okay. on how long she can go. Perfect. Yeah, and she's fit. You work yeah. with her every day. You walk her. I'm guessing you walk her every day. Maybe there's, you know, some torrential rain days that she skips her walk, but yeah. she always gets something. Yeah. I think a lot of the times when people are more weekend warriors with their dogs, you need to be more concerned with things like that because the dogs aren't conditioned. But... She's conditioned. She's getting to the point in age where, you know, the exercise thing is going to be fine regardless of how much or how little you give her. Uh, A lot of the times you want to be careful when they're younger, but now that she's getting to the point where her growth plates are fused nicely... I think that you can have some nice long hikes with Clover, her we're well. going hiking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. there you <laughs> go. There you go. So, all right. Well, this has been a super fun chat. Yes. Swanee, anything else that you wanted to ask, talk about? 
no, I can't think of anything. I'm just, yeah, I'm so happy to meet you. Yeah, yeah I, me it's funny, we, we talk on... Uh, through our online program mm -hmm. and we comment on things and you, you feel like you know the person yeah. and to meet you in real life is awesome. Yeah. Yes. The and to see Clover is, in real life too. very mutual. Right. Yes. Aww. Yes. Well, and any thoughts you wanted to leave us with then? Uh, what I will say, and I, I meant to get this in earlier, but the fir one of the first lines I read on a website when I was looking up Scotty's and I thought it summed her up so perfectly was, if you're looking for a spirited sidekick with an attitude problem, a Scottish Terrier might be the dog <laughs> for you. So if anyone out there is looking for that, yeah, I couldn't couldn't love the breed anymore. So I, I love that line though Amazing. so much. Yes. That and is a great line. It is a breed we don't see very often. Yeah, right? it's, it's, it's true. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. For yeah. some reason, they're not that much. They're not uh, as popular it's as funny. they should it, be. It's a breed. I think everyone knows. Like I think you can say Scotty or Scottish yeah. Terrier, yeah. and I think everyone knows what the breed is, but very few. Have the privilege of owning them. Yes. And it's yes. probably because there's so much lore out there that says they're stubborn, they're stubborn, yeah. they're stubborn, they're hard to train. So what would you say to people who think they're stubborn and hard to train? I, I haven't experienced any of that. I would say I would be such an advocate for anyone getting a Scotty. A mm -hmm. big thing I, I guess I read was, was that they're not necessarily um, the best family dog for young kids because they aren't necessarily super tolerant of kids being all over them. Okay. Although Clover loves children, okay. is obsessed. Um, so I, I would be such an advocate for them. It, you just have to, you train them young, but I think that's true of any dog. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And they learn how to learn and, um, to me, she's a great little size. She's, you know, she's so portable and mobile, but she's also not tiny and delicate. So I think they're a great size mm -hmm. dog. They're smart, which is so much fun because of that communication you have with them. Absolutely. So I think they're a fantastic And they're breed. Low, low shedding. So that's, yeah, that's like nice. Yeah, basically no, basically no shedding. I, I brush her a couple of times. She does have high, you know, she has to get groomed pretty frequently. Okay. Um, and and I brush, she looks lovely. She you. really does. She has special mm -hmm. eyebrows. <laughs> I brush her a few times a week, but it's, but a, not a ton comes out. And if I, if I miss a few days, it's not a huge deal. So yeah, there, I feel like she's a great combination of a lot of. Do you factors. think we should bring her out? So if, because you can watch our, our videos too, like as people are listening to the podcast, but you can also watch them. Should we bring her out? So if anyone watching can see Clover? Yeah, let's do it. Unleash the beast. Yeah. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Swanee and I will keep talking and entertaining. Right, yes, <laughs> yes. Watch. Yeah, you'll have to take off yeah. your headphones. So if, if anyone is uh, just listening to our podcast, you can also go and watch them on YouTube. So if you're curious in seeing what uh, Clover likes, you can go over to YouTube and uh, click on this podcast and you can see Clover. Yeah. There she Here is. Here she comes. There we go. We'll get Steph back in position here, there and now you, we can put Clover on the mic. <laughs> there she, Clover. What would you like to say? What do you have to say? She's so cute. <laughs> do a little reverse reverse uh, breathing there into the mic, Clover. We want to hear from you. There we go. Oh, I can hear her sniffing. <laughs> that was so perfect. That she was. even sniffs on cue. Right. Of course she does. She's a scent dog. Yes. Of course. So yeah, you tell them, Clover, I'm a very, very smart, very capable very dog. Good. And just because I have the word terrier in my name does not. There she goes again. I just wanted to stop talking so you could hear the sniffing. It does <laughs> not mean that I am stubborn in any way. And honestly, it is my mission in life to convince people that there is no breed that's untrainable. There's mm -hmm. just methods that don't necessarily hold up anymore. Right. And if you are determined 
to love and live with one specific breed of dog that people maybe say is stubborn or hard to train. Talk to somebody who's owned that dog and talk to people who have looked and thought outside of the box to make sure that they could bring out the best in that dog. Mm-hmm. And on that note, I'm Instructor Shannon. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Instructor Swanee. Happy training. Bye, everyone. Bye. The McCann Dogs Podcast is brought to you by McCann Professional Dog Trainers. We help dog owners to have a well-behaved, four-legged family member. Please give us a call at 905-659-1888 or visit us at McCannDogs.com. Happy training!